Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This week on the Chicago Bears Review. Embarrassed on Monday night and decimated by injuries, our beloved once again head south looking to continue their good fortune in the Jerry Dome and get into the win column against the Cowboys on Sunday night football. Can the Bears avoid another 0-3 start, or is this just the beginning of the end? Tom Ryle from SB Nation's Blogging the Boys joins us on the Week 3 preview episode of The Chicago Bears Review. That is right. You heard correctly. The technology is finally allowing me to do the show we've been trying to do all season long. What's going on, everybody? Larity back for the week three preview episode of the Chicago Bears Review. Tom Ryle from Blogging the Boys on SB Nation will be joining us here in a few moments uh, to talk about this game between the Cowboys, what has been working for them since they are romo this year that didn't work a year ago how has ezekiel elliott looked and so on uh for the cowboys how he thinks the what he thinks the bears should do in order to come out victorious on sunday night so we'll uh take a look and see what tom has to say and um you know i'm just kind of excited you know because god damn it it finally worked it finally worked i mean it's just ridiculous uh, that it took so long the it's been like i i was looking after i saved the file when i when i edited the the interview together and make sure it was tip top i saved the file and i always save it under the date that i recorded the interview and my last successful interview uh using the particular software that i use was done two months to the day that was when I had Ron Rugg, Jeff Dickerson, and uh, Lauren Cox all on the show at the same time, or all on the same show, I should say. But I talked to all three of them on the same day, three different guys, uh, one on the phone, two on Skype, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, program worked like a charm, but it took me two full months to be able to record somebody new uh, on the show. So, But it's done, and we'll hear what Tom has to think uh, here in a few moments. So um, going to be an interesting week uh, this week uh, between these two teams. Uh, the Cowboys one and one. Uh, everyone was thinking that uh, disaster was upon them again. Uh, the dress rehearsal game against the Seattle Seahawks. Romo goes out on a scramble. And just as he's sliding, Cliff, Cliff Averill, uh, defensive end for the Seahawks, lands on top of him, kind of like smushes him down as he's sliding a compression fracture of his of the lower vertebrae in his uh in his spine 
and it's like, oh, there we go. Another back injury for Brady. He's out several. He's out indefinitely. They don't know how long it is. Uh, you know, it was early early on. It was reported that it would be the season. Then it was, uh, you know, four weeks. Then it was six to ten. Now it's supposed to be somewhere between four to six. The Cowboys are expecting him to be back somewhere around midseason uh, if he's healthy enough to go. And um, it presents a dilemma for the Cowboys. I mean, Tom Ryle answers the question when I ask him, what do the Cowboys do? If they're like 6-2 and two when Romo's coming back, do you put Romo back in? Or do you let Dak Prescott just keep going and, and see what happens? And, um, you know, he gave a fairly, you know, the expected answer. But, uh, you know, it, it, is it really that simple? You know, is it really that simple as, well, of course, you just hand the team back over to Romo because you know he's your starter and you know what you have in Dak Prescott and blah 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 Romo gives you the best chance to win well we'll have to wait and see what actually happens when it's time for the Cowboys to make that decision uh when Tony Romo comes back uh to the starting uh to the team and see if he does crack the starting lineup uh once again so but here we are with these two teams um the good news uh, despite everything for the Bears at this point, is that uh, we are currently undefeated in the Jerry Dome. Uh, we are, we've won there twice, once in 2010, once in 2012. Um, the only difference is that uh, those are both actually pretty decent teams. Um, the first one in 2010 went to the NFC Championship game. And the one in 2012, although it was Lovey's last year as head coach, was a 10-win team. So, uh, you know, those were actually two pretty decent football teams that the Bears brought to the Jerry Dome uh, on those two occasions. And, um, you know, let's be honest, um, that's not what we're bringing to the Jerry Dome this time around. So uh, I am especially unhappy this game will be on national television uh, once again so that the whole nation, if the Bears, uh, you know, present another polished turd uh, to the world as they did on Monday night, that, uh, you know, we'll just hear more about how the Bears are the, you know, one of the worst teams in the NFL. And well, we have to get to listen to that all over again. So um, but the good news is, aside from our our, vict- our victorious uh streak in the uh in the jerry dome it's that the there's a losing streak in the jerry dome for the actual cowboys um it has been over a year since they have won a game at home um i'm not sure exactly when that was uh uh, i think we did ask tom about that if uh if he knew exactly when it was i don't remember what he said but um you know it's been quite some time since the cowboys won a game uh in the jerry dome the one victory that they had uh when romo came back was at miami so even in the uh, even when romo returned uh, they didn't win a game at home. It's like Romo came back and they won at Miami. And then the week, uh, not even a week later, they played the Thanksgiving game at home. And that's where Romo got hurt again, this time for the rest of the season. And, uh, you know, that was the Thanksgiving game at home against Carolina. So uh, they they won, I want to say it was like the home opener under, uh, under Romo. I think that's what Tom said, that uh, it was the home opener against the Giants last year. And then it was all, you know, 
all downhill uh, from there uh, for the Cowboys. So we'll see what happens. The Bears were a 5-3 and three team on the road last year despite their struggles uh, at home. They were a pretty killer team on the road last year. So maybe the Bears, uh, the Bears' success on the road plus the woes at home for the Cowboys, maybe it, uh, maybe it leads to something positive for the Bears and they pull an unexpected victory out of this mess uh, on uh, on Sunday night. So, um, you know, we'll uh, we'll have our fingers crossed. Um, I have to admit, uh, as I probably did on the review show, I, I am uh, I'm not picking the Bears to win this game. Um, I just don't uh, I just don't. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. <sighs> The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Trust us at this point. Um, well, not to mention the fact that uh, one third of the roster is on the injury list at this point, which I find to be uh, hilarious as to you know our misfortune and how quickly it has turned uh, against us. I mean, we had what could be argued as the healthiest roster in football going into the Monday night game with only one person on the injury list and that one person being Kyle Fuller and when I checked it today there were 17 names on the list today eight that did not practice at all eight that were limited in practice and one that was full participation but was listed with an injury so we we went from having one person on the list to 17 of them uh in in a week you know that literally you know let's just say it happened overnight yesterday wednesday was the bears first attempt uh was the bears first practice after the loss uh on monday night so the first time that the team reconvenes after the loss on monday night football a third of the team uh is now on the injured list going into this game uh on sunday night uh against the cowboys so uh aside from the romo injury uh, the cowboys are fairly healthy uh at this point so well, uh, <laughs> I, you know, I just kind of want to get it over with because this is another national TV game. You know what the Bears are playing like. And then next week we're at home against the Lions and see if we can't do something against an opponent that we're really familiar with. So, um, you know, besides I'm also very anxious for the Bears to end their three-year losing streak uh, to the Lions. And uh, we'll see if we can't get... Uh, Jeremy Reisman back on the show uh, to talk about that for the preview episode uh, next week. Will the will the technology cooperate two weeks in a row? We'll have to wait and see. But um, 
you know, it, it's going to be an interesting matchup. I'm looking forward to it, and I'll give my keys to the game uh, after uh, after we sit down and we talk with uh, Tom Ryle. So I'm talking, I keep referring back, and I'm giving half the damn thing away by talking about it. So what do you say we go ahead and uh, have our conversation with Tom Ryle from Blogging the Boys, previewing the Bears and the Cowboys for week number three. And here we are, uh, finally, as promised, after all of my technology issues, I finally have a guest to present to my <laughs> listeners once and for all, and the lucky man just happens to be Tom Ryle from Blogging the Boys on SB Nation. Tom, welcome back to the Chicago Bears Review. Glad to be here. How are you doing tonight? Oh, I'm doing great because the technology is cooperating and I'm actually able to do the show that I want to do, so... Um, you know, it's, it's been quite the saga, uh, you know, trying to get guests on the show. It's been, uh, it's been a disaster. So I'm glad that the technology is cooperating for once and I'm able to have a guest on the show, uh, to talk about the bears and the Cowboys this Sunday. So let's just jump right into it, Tom. Um, did your heart absolutely sink to the floor in the preseason when Romo came up lame after that tackle from Cliff Averill? It certainly skipped a couple of beats, I'll tell you that. But we had seen that maybe this Prescott kid had a little something going, and you know we just had to kind of cross our fingers and hope it would pay out. And it's looking like it's doing pretty well, and the Cowboys now uh, are possibly going to have Romo coming back with a decent record to work with because Prescott is at least – proven that the team can win with him at quarterback so i mean that leads to an interesting question down the road i mean do you give the team back to romo if the cowboys are six and two or anything like that when 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 he's healthy again or do you just keep going with the with the horse that brung you no you're going to give it back to romo prescott has shown an amazing uh amount of ability and the word that everybody keeps using is poise. He just does not look like a, a player who's only had two NFL starts in his life and only two NFL games. Uh, but Romo is, with uh, Peyton Manning now retired, Romo is in the conversation as the best uh, field general that the NFL has. His ability to go out, read the defenses, make adjustments, change the call, find the vulnerabilities is, uh, I think, unsurpassed by anybody playing the game right now. Prescott's not going to have that for a long time, if ever. And right now, you want to get Romo back in there if he's healthy. He was feeling so good before he had the uh, the compression fracture issue in his spine and uh, you know, he's eager to get back out there. The team's eager to get back out there. Uh, they have a more complete offense with him in, despite how much Prescott has done. So in the in the long term, you know, I mean, can can Jerry Jones rely on a guy whose body is betraying him literally every single year? If it's not one thing, it's another. It was the, you know, not only was it the collarbone, it was the collarbone twice last year then we get him healthy he's ready to go he's in the best shape of his life and and one tackle from cliff averill just derails uh his season and once again i mean 
with Prescott playing as well as he has, you know, is could this be happening as soon as 2017? Do we let Romo ride out the storm in 2016 and let him, you know, drift off into the sunset, or is Press, you know, is he going to be the guy uh, going forward? You're gonna, you know, roll the dice and and hope you can hang on to Dak Prescott. Well, let's flip that around. You don't have to sit there knowing that your season depends on Tony Romo saying health, staying healthy anymore. You now can play Romo with uh, Prescott ready to step in if something happens. That's a level of security the team hasn't had in years. And what you're seeing now with Prescott getting the snaps as the starter is he's putting that in the bank for his future. Uh, the Cowboys literally stumbled into a succession plan for Romo that did not exist prior to the draft, and nobody saw this coming. And getting Prescott was such a stroke of luck because uh, the way it went down, uh, the Cowboys wanted to trade up for Paxton Lynch, uh, and the Broncos came up with an offer that uh, I believe it was the Seahawks liked better, so they got Lynch. The Cowboys then were targeting Connor Cook, and I believe it was uh, Oakland that wound up coming in and taking him the pick before the Cowboys went on the clock at 101. So right. then they took Prescott as the uh, supplemental fourth-round pick they had. Just a lot of things fell into place, and he fell into their lap. And from what I just was seeing today from one of the Cowboys' uh, own uh, website writers, uh, I believe it was Brian Broadus. He said the coaches were the ones who really were high on Prescott after seeing him at the Senior Bowl and getting to talk with him a little bit. And uh, he has just come in, and the Cowboys have shown that they can indeed develop a quarterback. And so now they have Romo's successor. They don't have to lock into twenty six at the end of twenty sixteen or twenty seventeen or twenty eighteen. They can let it play out, see how much gas Romo has in the tank, and then when the time comes, Prescott's ready to step in. Uh, it's an enviable situation in some ways, and right now if Romo comes back healthy, Cowboys could have the best one-two combination at quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, very much uh, could end up being kind of like uh, Montana in Young or a um, um, in more even more in recent time, you know, Favre and, and Rodgers. Uh, as far as, you know, you have this guy waiting in the wings who could, you know, step in when when the old guy is done and step in and make sure you don't miss a beat. And in some ways, the team could actually get better. It could happen. Uh, and Prescott is a, brings a little bit different game because he brings enough of that kind of read option uh, or run pass option stuff that the, 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 the defensive planning is has to be different for him. Um, he's going to be an interesting guy to see develop. Everything has gone very well so far. You know, knock on wood, hopefully it will continue. Right. Now, you know, the team is, is one and one. And, um, you know, what, what has helped keep the team afloat? Because as we talked about earlier with, uh, with you know, Prescott being able to, to play in Romo's absence, is he what makes the difference? Or, or you know, what else is, is working now that didn't work last year? I mean, Prescott's the difference. I, I don't think there's any question. The Cowboys won one game without Tony Romo playing last year. Uh, you know, already they're at 500. Uh, and you know, apologies with the injury situation that the Bears are facing. We're feeling pretty good about the chances this Sunday. 
that would be the first time as somebody noted in over a year that the Cowboys would win back-to-back games. So it's looking like if they can get something going, get a little momentum going, so to speak. I don't believe a whole lot in momentum, but if they can get a string two or three wins together, that's going to really help the team. And, and it all has to come down to Prescott because Ezekiel Elliott has gotten off to a slow start, not really bad if you look at the big picture and the fact that he's tied for eighth in rushing yards. Uh, the offensive line has not started clicking. They have had a little history of getting off to a slow start, so that kind of fits the script. The, the defense is still struggling, especially in the pass rush. Uh, you know, what you do have is some really good receivers, particularly Des Bryant, uh, Cole Beasley, and Jason Witten, uh, you know, have been tearing it up the first couple of weeks. Des Bryant had a bad first game and a really good second game. And it's, you know, with Prescott able to utilize the receivers, that's what kept the team afloat. Now, you mentioned it's it's been a while since the Cowboys have won back-to-back games. I hear it's been almost a year since the Cowboys have won a game in the Jerry Dome. What, uh, I mean, I know not having Romo had a lot to do with that. How long has it been? You know, like week four of last year, week three, when was the last time the Cowboys won at home? It was, it was, I think the season opener last year. I can't remember if the second game was an away game, but yeah, that was the last home game they won because of course they went through the, uh, the great debacle of 2015 with the uh, backup quarterbacks that just couldn't get it done. Uh, the year prior, of course, you know, the Cowboys had a 12 and four regular season, but right. they went four and four at home. They lost all of their losses came at AT&T stadium. There have been a couple of articles out about that, that it's, it's really a home field disadvantage for the Cowboys. There's, there's no really good explanation for it. There's a lot of theories, but for just some, for some reason they have not clicked at home and they're hoping to get that turned around this week. Yeah, the Bears have had a similar problem the last couple of years. They were three and five in their last season under Tressman, one and seven uh, last year again. Uh, you know, at home and Soldier Field already off to an zero and one start with the loss to to Wentz and the Eagles uh, yeah. on Monday night. Um, you know, and the Bears were five and three on the road last year. So I guess something's got to give here. The Bears are going to continue their road success, where the Cowboys are. You know, are going to finally get a road on on at the at the Jerry Dome, so we'll see how that all uh, that all shakes out. Now, we go back to week one against the Giants, and the final score of 2019, the, the Giants come out ahead on that one. On that last play where Terrence Williams did not go out of bounds, were you guys in field goal range if he goes out of bounds, or was it going to take another play or two to get into the field goal range on that one? They were, they were at a range where Dan Bailey had a shot at it. Uh, it wasn't going to be the automatic thing it is for him when he's like in the, from about the 50 yard range on in but uh, he has the leg and he had there's probably no field goal kicker I would rather have trotted out to give a shot at it uh, yeah uh, Williams made a mistake uh, he may have thought that he wasn't going to be able to get out of bounds if he cut over and he thought they had enough time to get the ball spiked and he just you know uh, he's had a couple of errors like that in the past. Hopefully they've learned. It was a little frustrating because the team practices that situation on a regular basis. And, you know, it was just a case of a player making a mistake. And there was, uh, 
I believe Lance Dunbar had a play earlier where he too could have gone out of bounds and saved him a few seconds. So it wasn't just Williams. He was just the guy at the end that got most of the publicity. Right. Yeah. It's always, it always happens that way, doesn't it? Now, you know, you, you mentioned Ezekiel Elliott gotten off to a quote unquote, a slow uh, start. Is that due to the offensive line getting off to their slow start or is it Elliott just adjusting to the NFL game? Well, I think there's a, another factor, and that's that the Giants and Washington both came in and decided that Elliott wasn't going to beat them, uh, really stacked the box. Uh, the The Cowboys weren't quite able to come up uh, with a way to get around it in that game, although they came very close. And then against Washington, Prescott was able to move the ball, converted several key third downs through the air, and they came out with a win that way. Um, you know, now that Prescott is starting to, to show that he can move the ball, it's going to make it a bit of a problem for teams to, uh, stop Elliott and going back to the giants, they have got a really good defensive front front four, and they are very stout against the run. So that was just a, a bad debut situation for Elliott. Anyway, um, it'll be interesting to see what happens because, you know, he had, about 50 yards his first game. He had about 80 yards, 83 yards, before he had the fumbling issue, which the team does not anticipate that's going to be a long-term problem with him because he had so few fumbles in college. And that is something that almost always the the characteristic of the running back carries over into the pros in that aspect. If you had good ball security in college, you'll, you'll have good ball security in the pros. So they think this was just kind of a fluke for him and people really going after the ball on him. Well, the Giants should have a, a, a decent front four. They paid enough for it. Yeah, so, I mean, they, they did. They, they, they paid through the nose and then some uh, with those contracts they gave up. So uh, it's, it's good to see somebody's investment came out and worked for them uh, here in the offseason. Now, um, now, Tom, if, if you were the Bears – what would you be telling your players, like on defense or on offense, you know, to be able to beat the Cowboys, you have to be able to do this? Um, gosh, uh, on defense, you're going to have to stop uh, the the big weapons. And I think right now, like I said, that's, that's Des Bryant, uh, Cole Beasley, and Jason Witten without letting yourself get gashed uh, on the run. And that's going to be a bit of a challenge with the injuries on the defensive line. Um, offensively, uh, I think you want to attack, you want to try to take advantage of the fact that the Cowboys have a very shaky pass rush. They don't get consistent pressure. So you're going to have to work that. And they've also been vulnerable to the run. So, you know, I'd be studying the tape and looking at how to try to, to get some runs up the middle while you're also trying to move the ball through the air. Okay, sounds good. Sounds good. Um, so, I mean, what's uh, what's the what's the word in, in Cowboy Land? How confident are you guys feeling about a victory on Sunday night? I, you know, hate. I try not to get my hopes up too much, but I think everyone's feeling pretty solid. It seems like most everyone's picking the Cowboys to win uh, again. You know, you guys have lost your starting quarterback. Um, I saw that Jeffrey is was uh, did not participate in practice today, so he's a question mark, and he was your big offensive weapon. Uh, I will say if there's one thing that really bothers me, 
there's a history of backup quarterbacks lighting up the Cowboys. And so when I see Brian Hoyer, who's a pretty good backup quarterback coming in, I'm going like, I hope history doesn't repeat itself. Well, if it'll put your mind at ease at all, Tom, I, I run a pick 'em game with a bunch of my friends, and I'm picking the Cowboys <laughs> this week. Um, you know, Yikes. it's it's I I want the Bears to win. I absolutely do. I will be cheering every single second of the game. You know, I'll be as happy as that. I won't be disappointed, obviously, uh, if the Bears win. I will be rooting for them to win. It's just that after the performance that we had the first two weeks of the season um the second half especially against the texans and then pretty much the entire game against philadelphia they don't look like a team that's prepared to beat anybody uh right now so i mean it's just to me it's common sense right now uh you know the way the cowboys came out and played against the redskins last week compared to the way the bears played against the eagles i'd have to go with the cowboys uh just about every time so i mean my heart is with the bears winning but my head definitely thinks the cowboys are going to win so well, I, I I hope we both are right in that, uh, you know, and then I wish you guys all the luck the rest of the way in the season. Hopefully I'll get some people healthy. But, you know, meanwhile, for Sunday night, you know, pulling for the Cowboys all the way. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, we'll see how it all uh, shakes out on uh, Sunday night. Tom, thanks so much. Uh, for coming back on the show, and I'm and I'm glad that we finally got the technology to cooperate <laughs> so we could make it happen. Well, I'm glad too. I enjoyed it. All right. Thanks so much, Tom. Bloggingtheboys.com for SB Nation. Tom talking to us about the Bears and the Cowboys. And here we go to wrap everything up with the keys to the game. First of all, I want to thank Tom Ryle for for coming back on to the show and I want to thank uh the technology for finally cooperating to the point where we can actually do the show properly uh for a change that was a, a nice change of pace as opposed to being irritated and pissed while I'm recording the show because I had questions I wanted to ask my guest and uh I had to uh you know just let him go because you know I had no guest to present so uh that was nice not to have to deal uh with that problem but uh we move on to the keys uh, to the game, and it's very simple uh, on both sides uh, of the ball. Um, for the defense, it's get off of the field, and for the offense, it's stay on the field. Uh, you know, we heard Tom kind of break it down into specifics for us uh, on the offensive side for the Bears. Um, you know, they are you know appear to be weak against the. Uh, week against the run and have uh problems with their pass rush okay that sounds good to me um you know if i was on twitter earlier today and saw uh lauren cox did a uh a breakdown of one particular weak link on the defensive line for the cowboys that he thinks the bears uh, should key on uh in the run game let's do that let's get the ball uh you know let's run it more consistently let's eat up the clock let's get a first few a few first downs uh, on the ground, uh, I want to see some uh, with Kadeem Carey nursing a hamstring injury. Will he play uh, this weekend? Uh, the Bears did elevate a um, a um, a running back from the practice squad 
uh, onto the 53-man roster as part of the roster moves to make, you know, to make space for the guys that are hurt and you know put on IR and so on and so forth. Um, a running back has been placed onto the active roster from the practice squad, uh, and um, you know Matt Barkley also got elevated to the to the main roster to to be the backup quarterback. Now that Hoyer is going to be our starter at least for the next two weeks, uh, that's the word anyway about Cutler and his thumb. Uh, two to three week injury so we'll see how long that lasts it was supposed to be a like a three to four week injury last year with the with the the groin or the knee injury that the the hamstring I think whatever it was that bug Cutler and he was only out for a game and a half so we'll see how that uh how that all ends up but with Kadeem Carey out that puts Jordan Howard as the first back off the bench with Jeremy Langford see if we can't get something going with those two uh, running the football for us uh, on Sunday. And then with Hoyer as our quarterback, we're not necessarily going to be looking to make any big, deep throws down the field, but it would be nice if the Bears can hold the offensive line there. You know, that if the, the pass rush isn't that impressive, that means the offensive line should be able to hold a block that Brian Hoyer won't be under siege the moment he snaps, the moment he gets the football from the, uh, from the center, and he might be able to find some receivers downfield and make something happen. So this could be a perfect storm for the Bears if the Cowboys are as uh, deficient on the defensive side as as Tom said. At the very least, there will be opportunities there for the Bears where they didn't have them against Philadelphia and Houston, two teams that had a pretty uh, ferocious pass rush, or at least they did against what the Bears were throwing out there on the offensive line. So... Uh, and then on the defensive side, like I said, get off the field. Um, it really is kind of just as simple as that. I'm not even going to try to break it down as to, you know, do this, that, or the other with Prescott or Ezekiel Elliott. Just find a way. I don't care how you do it. You know, turnovers or for, for you know, for heaven's sake, buckling down on third down and getting yourself off the field. You know, no 13-play, seven-and-a-half-minute drives to start the game. How about we don't do that this week? You know, how about we go and make the Cowboys, you know, three, four plays max and then send them back to the bench, okay? Let's do that, all right? Let's get the defense off of the field, get the ball into the hands of the offense where it looks like we might have a fighting chance against the Cowboys defense and see what happens. Okay, let's see what happens from there. So, we'll, uh, I mean, that's basically it. You know, we, we just need to play with a sense of urgency. I know it's a little early uh, in the season to say that our backs are against the wall, but they really kind of are. You know, if John Fox starts 0-3 for the second year in a row, you hate to talk about it so early on, but the Bears are playing, are they're, they're regressing. This is supposed to be year two. Carolina and Denver both skyrocketed as far as being under John Fox for a second year. You know, has the game caught up to John Fox? You know, is is the you know are these the questions that we need to be asking uh, at this point, or are we all just uh, you know getting ahead of ourselves because the Bears aren't playing well right now? You know, in today's NFL, there's not a lot of room for patience, and uh, you know we'll have to see what happens if the Bears continue to play as poorly as they did. Uh, in the first two games of the season, those kind of tough questions are going to be asked, and there are going to be some unfavorable answers uh, for the people involved. So uh, that's all I'm saying there. So at this point, um, 
I do feel better about the Bears' chances than I did before talking to Tom, but uh, in the end, I still think it will be the Cowboys that come out ahead. Like I said, I just don't trust the Bears. They're going to have to come out and convince me that uh, they're worth uh, they're worth a selection. You know, they're worth a pick, and uh, you know, they're worth me risking points on my confidence game uh to uh to, to pick them because they they got me oh for two so far i picked them against houston i picked them against philly and uh, i was wrong in, in in a big way on both chances so uh um you know like i said my heart's with the bears i root for them i want them to win i think they can will they at this point the answer is absolutely not i i, I just don't think so so um you know i'm gonna see i'm gonna need to see a much different football team than the one that we've seen these first two weeks for me to believe that it's possible for the bears to go on the road in the jerry dome and beat the cowboys uh who are playing decent football despite uh not having their quarterback out on the field right now so that's just my two cents those are my keys to the game we'll see uh how well the Bears do. Can they establish a rhythm on offense and help the defense stay off the field, put together some drives, even if they're fruitless? You know, you don't always have to score on every single drive. It would be nice if you did. But, you know, how about instead of a three and out, you run six or seven plays before you give the football back uh, to the Cowboys, you know? Make it count a little bit. Let's let's eat some clock up and give the defense a breather for a change. I mean, you know, you see they they come out and, and granted they give up those big long drives early on uh in the game but you just see like in the in the fourth quarter when ryan matthews really started you know cracking off those chunks uh running the football the defense had had it they'd been out there for almost 35 36 minutes uh at that point they're exhausted they've been on the field you know 70 something plays against the texans almost 70 plays like 68 or 69 against the eagles while our offense is running 35 and 40 plays uh on their own it's a recipe for disaster especially on the defensive side of the ball and it's it's an easy way for your defense to get worn out and uh you know for lack of a better term quit on you at the end of the game just because they don't have anything left so, uh, you know, hopefully the offense can put something together to at least put ourselves in a chance to put ourselves in a position to have a fighting chance at the end. So we'll see how it goes. I'll be rooting for the Bears to win. You guys know that I will. I'm just, um, you know, will they be able to win on Sunday? They're going to have to prove me wrong because I don't think they can. So I hate to do it, but it's that's just how I feel. So anyway, that is going to do it for the Week 3 preview episode of the Chicago Bears Review. Come back on Monday when we will review this football game between the Bears and the Cowboys. We have knee-jerk reactions, bear up and bear down, and so much more. So until then, my name is Larry D, and this has been the Chicago Bears Review. find cars like these on auto trader new cars used cars electric cars maybe even flying cars okay no flying cars but as soon as they get invented they'll be on auto trader just you wait auto trader